0: Kia Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our Palmerston North Campus Pastor, Shannon Hatch. We just know you'll enjoy today's message. Hey, well, today we're going to be preaching uh, on Encounter. We're continuing this Living Stone series in. And- you know, one of the most important foundations that we can have in our faith journey in our Christian life is a personal encounter with Jesus. Not just corporate encounter, not just encounter with community, but a personal encounter with Jesus. And so today we're gonna to be preaching on finding the secret place. Finding the secret place. I'm gonna be speaking from 1 Kings 19, uh, verse 1 to 13. So you can watch on, uh, read along with me if you've got your Bible. Verse 1. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. He was afraid. He arose and he ran for his life and he came to Bathsheba, which belongs to Judah. And he, he left a servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough. It's enough, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones, praise Jesus, and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, Arise and eat. The journey is too great for you. And he arose and he ate and drank and he went on the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God. And then he came to a cave and he lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous of the, uh, for the Lord, God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with a sword and And I, even I, only am left. Now they seek my life to take it away too. He said, go and stand. And the Lord said, go and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore through the mountains, broken pieces rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound, Of a low whisper. When Elijah heard it, wrapped his face in his cloak, and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave, and behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank that as it goes out today, it will go out into good soil, that it will take root in our lives, that we would we would receive revelation from you this morning. Your Word is alive and living. Lord, today we can receive Your Word. We can receive Your voice. Lord, would You speak to each and every one of us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, team. That was beautiful. You know, we hear many miracles of Elijah, you know, through the short time we hear about him in the Bible. Many miracles. You know, declares drought over the land for three years and then prays the rain back in. He, he calls down fire from heaven to, to light up sacrifices. He then kills 300 false prophets with the sword. And then he's like, I need to get back to the town before Ahab to be there waiting for him. Ahab's on his horse and his chariots. And so Elijah's like, well, I'll just run faster than the chariot back to the town, which is like a marathon of a distance. Like this guy was doing a lot of pretty crazy things. It's hard to relate to Elijah. I don't know if anyone's cooled down fire or run faster than horses before on feet, but sometimes it's kind of hard to relate to this prophet. But I don't know about you, when I read this story of Elijah, I can kind of now relate to one of the greatest prophets of the Bible. Fatigued, you know, (laughs) a little bit drained, sometimes intimidated. You know, you just, you need some food to keep going, praise Jesus. And then there's this moment here where he's just, he's, he's waiting on God. And God, God leads him somewhere. He leads him to a secret place, and eventually he makes it to hear the whisper of the Lord. He hears the voice of the Lord speaking to him, and the Lord sets him back on course. Church, we need to find the secret place. We need to find the whisper of the Lord. We need to go to the mountain of God. We need to find the secret place. We need to develop a lifestyle of seeking this out. It's a place where you meet the one who is in secret, in secret. It's a place where you meet an invisible God, in an invisible place. It's that's where the mysteries of God are found. It's where the secrets of the Lord are. It's a place that every person needs in their life on the regular. And we see some interesting layers here of how Elijah encounters the presence of the Lord. First, he encounters the presence of the Lord through a messenger. Second, he encounters the presence of the Lord through a, a vision or a dream. He, he lodged for the night in the cave and, and the word of the Lord came to him. And then we see him encounter the presence of the Lord face to face, although he covered his face in fear that he might die. But there these three layers of encountering the presence of God. And, you know, when in our life, you know, we see God's presence in these same three layers. You know, God sends us messengers. As a committed, growing Christian, we should all be part of a church. We should all have a pastoral or elder type figure in our life. We should all be trying our best to be part of a smaller community and maybe a life group leader or or people around us. And these people can be messengers of the Lord and they can feed us. Jesus says to Peter, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Paul says to certain Gentiles, I only gave you spiritual milk because you couldn't take the solid food. There is a a spiritual feeding of teachers and messengers to the people of God, where we come to church and we get fed on the word. We get fed by, by a messenger of God. But we can get fed and we can get encouraged for a time. A word on Sunday might be able to keep us going for a few days. Oh, that was a great word. But it's not fulfillment. It's not fulfillment. A messenger cannot fulfill us on our faith journey, can encourage us for a time for sure. And then also, you know, we can receive the word of God through vision. I mean, I've had plenty of moments, maybe even just before, you know, we're in worship and we we feel the word of the Lord come to us, an encouraging word. Or, you know, maybe in your devotional time at home, for me, there's there's always probably a kid running around because I just can't seem to get up earlier than the kids. Or, you know, I quite like the vibe of a cafe and I'll read my Bible there. But there's people around. God can still talk to me, but, but there's people around. And, and the word of the Lord comes to Elijah in a vision in this moment in the cave, and Elijah bears his burdens to God, and God doesn't even regard his burdens. He just says, come and meet me. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're here, God. Here's all my struggles. Yeah, just come and meet me. Yeah. So Elijah gets up, and he hears a whisper. He wraps his face, and then he goes to the entrance of the cave. And he hears the whisper of the Lord. Every Christ-like message, every Christ-like person, every Christ-like moment should lead us to Christ himself, should lead us to Christ himself. If our faith journey, what we're receiving, what we're hearing, what we're being taught, what what we're in worship, if it's not leading us to Jesus, then I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. John 6, 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. He who comes to me. The word of the Lord came to Elijah, but God needed Elijah to come to him. And Jesus taught us to do it in this way. Matthew 6, verse 5 says, When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. There is a reward that happens in the secret place. Things that you can receive from him that you cannot receive anywhere else. It's not a reward in the corporate place. It's not a reward in the life group. It's a reward in the secret place. Now, the church is important. The life group is important, but it cannot fully fulfill us. We need to get to the secret place to receive the mysteries and the rewards of our Father in heaven. Do you know this word reward in the Greek means to return, to give back to, to restore? How about that? I mean, this life is pretty full as it is and and spiritually so much can be taken from us and we we see in Elijah, he's just drained, he's fatigued, he's got nothing left in the tank because of the intimidation that he was just going through because of the ministry he was serving in. I mean, our life can add things to us too. We can just feel the weight and the pressures of work and providing for family, whatever it is. But then the Lord says, when you get to the secret place, I will restore you. I'll give back what was taken. I'll return to you what you need. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Get to the secret place and it will be returned to you. It will be returned to you. How do we receive grace? How do we receive wisdom? How do we receive vision? How do we grow in anointing, withstand evil? How can we understand such things? Forgiveness of those who have heard us, the mysteries and gifts of our God. But what is done in secret, rewards will come from it. The mysteries of the Lord are found in it. The Hebrew verb of this word whisper means to be struck dumb, to be still, to be silent. (laughs) There is no place for pride in the secret place. It's a place where you cannot exalt yourself. In this moment, I am coming to my King of Kings, my Heavenly Father, and I do not have the answers And I know I don't That's part of the reason why I'm there to be humbled by the wisdom of the Lord, to be humbled by the presence of my father in heaven, to be humbled by his teaching and his clarity and his direction, to remove the pride from my own faith and life. Because when I'm in the secret place, I have true devotion and humility and the secrets of the Lord will be given to me. Psalm 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and he will make them know his covenant. The secrets are there for those who humble themselves in the presence of God. In contrast to the people that Isaiah speaks of, Isaiah 30, 15, for thus says the Lord God of the Holy One of Israel, he said, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you were not willing. I won't read the rest of that chapter to you. (laughs) You weren't willing. These people chose not to be saved and strengthened because they just couldn't get into rest and quietness with God. Just as important as church, corporate worship, community is to our salvation and faith journey, so too is our personal devotion and encounter with our King and our Heavenly Father. We need to seek the secret place. We need to go after it. And Jesus says earlier in Matthew 6, do not be like these hypocrites. Who claim to know me in public, but do not know me in private? Church, let's be a church (laughs) that not only knows our heavenly Father in public, but knows Him in private as well. Amen. You know, before Amanda and I started dating many years ago, we had a, a you know just a nice close group circle of young adult friends, maybe six to eight of us, and we'd hang out every weekend, and and you know we're all great friends and. I remember one time uh, you know, uh, the people I was staying with were gone, and so I was like, i have a barbecue and I'll invite all my friends around. And, you know, I didn't know Amanda that well. Like, I knew her enough, you know, in a circle of friends. we had been friends for a year, but I didn't know her that well. I knew her enough to know I was keen on her, but, you know, like, you know, not personally. And, uh, and so I planned this barbecue, invited everybody around. And I had a very close friend. He was like a very good wingman, but he didn't run all his ideas past me first. <laughs> And so I planned this barbecue, everyone said, yeah, I'm coming along, coming, and come. And so I got to the night of this barbecue, and like half an hour before the barbecue started, I started getting texts one by one saying, hey, Shan, can't come tonight. Hey, Shannon, I'm so sorry. Amanda walks into the barbecue, oh, no, I'm the first one here. Yeah, I'm, some people are bailing, but I'm sure some will come. And then somebody asks, hey, I can't make it tonight. And then one other walked in, and I'm like, oh, praise God. And, and she sat down, she was just on her phone, and then 10 minutes later, she's like, guys, uh, Oh, and she just stood up. She said, I'm so sorry. I meant to be playing tennis with my dad tonight. And she just walked out. And Amanda and I were like, well, that was, one, that was awkward. Two, now this is pretty awkward. And Amanda rung her parents. She's like, hey, the barbecue's kind of, it's, it's fallen through. Can you come pick me up? And her parents, under the influence of the Lord, said, hey, we're out for dinner for two hours. We'll, we'll come pick you up when we're finished. You know, and Amanda could have texted a friend, but I think deep down there was something in there going, we'll we'll give this guy, you know, a shot. And so I I, I made, I didn't cook the barbecue, I just made food and and we ate and we started talking, you know, like silly things like, you know, what's your top five favorite cities you wanna go to? And and I was like, yeah, yeah, me too. At least four of those, yeah, we got the same. And it, yeah, 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 Paris, yeah, that's a great one. And we started talking, and but genuinely, as we got talking, we just we found out we were actually so much more in common than we thought, and we were both in the design world, and we both felt it called cool a ministry, and we we found our paths, you know, actually going in the same place, and we had a, we had a great night, great chat, and it, it was not awkward past the first thirty minutes, and then it was it was great after that, and her parents came picked her up, and she went home, and you know, I cleaned up the plates for two, and and <laughs> and. and, and And she told me later that, you know, parents said, oh, how did it go? Was it too awkward? She's like, actually, it was really good. It was nice and found out we had some things in common." and she just kept talking. And she said to me much later that her dad turned around in the car and said, well, it sounds like you kind of like the guy. (laughs) And she said at that moment, she was like, yeah, I think I might. (laughs) History. (laughs) Praise God for wingmen that do not run ideas past you. But... You know, the truth is, you know, maybe you don't bail on your friends like that. Do it at a park or a cafe, and but anyway. But it was. It, it, I I knew Amanda, but I didn't know her personally, and until we had some undivided attention, we actually got to figure out each other, who we were, where we were going, and you know, you can be in church every Sunday praising God with 300 people. I love you, God. I know you, God, but do you? Do we? Is this just one big circle of friends worshiping Him together? We've been with each other for a long time. We've been with you, God, for a long time. Been Christian my whole life. But do we actually have that undivided attention, intimacy with our Heavenly Father? Because until you have that, I don't know if we truly know the character of our God. And it's an ever going journey, but I may as well start now. We can continue to grow on our God. So, how do you get in the secret place with our Heavenly Father? Well, you set up a date and invite nobody else to it. (laughs) Invite nobody else. You set up a date with your God in the secret place. The secret place is to retreat, is to retire to. It's a place that says, Jesus, it's just you and me. It's just you and me together tonight. No distraction, no people, no technology, nothing, just you and me, let's talk, let's pray, let's worship. You know, for me, it started when I was flatting, And when everybody would go out, I knew that I had maybe 30 minutes of no one in the house and I had this little bass amp and I'd plug my laptop into it and I'd smash the same three worship songs over and over again with everything, a beautiful exchange, You Won't Relent, 2008 Jesus Culture. Those were the three songs that I would smash and smash. But I would just sit there with God in my flat as a young adult, just talking and worshiping you know, now I have a family, it's a little bit harder, but you just have to adapt. As life grows, you have to adapt and be responsible for your time with God. Now for me, I get, everyone goes to sleep and I go out at night, I go for a walk or, I, you know, just look up at the stars. I don't know, just very humbling looking up at the stars, you know, and I just pray with God or I put some music in, you know, uh, a lot of the time it's in the garage, <laughs> but it's with God and nobody else is there Hallelujah. and nobody else is there. It's a place in prayer that His whisper restores me, that His whisper rewards me, that grace falls upon me, that deliverance from intimidation happens. It's a a fear of of my God and it's a secret place, a place that rewards me with the secrets of my heavenly Father. It's a place where the anointing grows. It's a place where true friendship with God is established. It's in any place that is in secret with no one else, no fear that someone will come in no fear that someone will disrupt you. It's just you and Jesus. It's just you and Jesus. Amen. Moses went to the secret place to cry out for the presence of God that he wouldn't go alone. David went to the secret place, many reasons, but for repentance and for protection. Elijah went, as we heard, for restoration, for clarity of what was next. Hezekiah went for deliverance from his enemies. Jeremiah and Isaiah went to hear God clearly because they were in a time of false prophets. Daniel went out of his trust and loyalty. The disciples went for strength and provision. Paul went because he was being tormented by a spirit. Jesus went to pray for me and you. Our Bible is full of people going to the secret place and people receiving the secrets of our God from that place. They went for counsel. They went to spend time with their heavenly Father. They went for wisdom, to ask for the secrets of God, and the Lord looked after them. Psalm 27, 5, For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me, his tabernacle in the secret place of of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. God will cover you. He will conceal you, and he will counsel you in the secret place. But it's up to us to seek that place out. It is up to us to receive some food from a teacher or from a loved one, a a faithful person in our life to give us encouragement from that moment to go another level. It's on us in a moment of worship at church or a moment of worship or Bible study or devotion somewhere else. It's up to us to take that moment and go, okay, I need to take this and, and get even closer to you, God. It's up to us to put into our calendar If you need to practically to help you, it's up to us to say this night, I'm spending time with you, God. This morning, I'm spending time with you, God. Spontaneous, everyone's asleep. I'm going out for a walk with you, God. It is up to us. He won't force us to come. He will encourage us. But are we gonna be a church that is willing to find the secret place? Or is life too busy? Is the messenger enough? Is the vision enough? My argument would be, no, it's not. Because true fulfillment, true strength, true wisdom, true grace, true anointing comes from the reward in the secret place. Amen. Maybe the band can join me. You know, Elijah stood there and there was a wind, there was an earthquake, there was a fire. The Lord wasn't in any of them. He was in the whisper. Church, we need to get rid of the noise. We need to get rid of the people. <laughs> we need to get rid of the technology. We need to get rid of the distractions. And we need to set up a date with the Lord in the secret place. We need to find Him not just in peers or pastors, not just in church or life groups, not just in dreams and visions, but our personal undivided attention encounter with Jesus. And many years ago, I was found myself in a pretty, I'd say I was very frustrated season of my life. And I was disappointed. I was angry and I, I, I was frustrated because I just felt like I'd responded to what God was asking me to do and nothing happened for a long time. I just felt stagnant, like just, God, you led me here. Now where? I've just been stuck. That's, that's how I failed him. And I can't even remember what happened now. It was so long ago, but I just knew it, it just tipped me over the edge one certain night. And I spoke to someone, a messenger, a peer, and they said to me, maybe you just need to go and have it out with God. He knows your thoughts anyway. You may as well go verbalize it. I said, oh, that's a good point. And at the time, we lived in New Brighton uh, Beach in Christchurch, and we were right on the Marine Parade there. And so every night when it got dark, when the people had gone and the beach was empty, you just heard the waves. I'd walk over the mound and just walk up and down the beach, and I would just pray, pray, pray. The first night was more of a rant, rant, rant. It's like a Psalm of David starts out pretty strong. And then by the end, you're like, you know, you calm down. And I did that for a week, every night for a week. And on the fourth night, you know, I just stood there and I said, I I said these words. I can see it right now. I said, God, I am a simple man. I am a simple man. I trust you. I love you. And I have your word. Can you just give me just one, just one Bible verse? that will just help me get out of whatever I'm in right. And that moment, probably the first, maybe the second time in my life that I've really been like, that was a strong, like that was audible. That was, there was no denying that was God's voice in my life. Came to me in that moment. And I just heard Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord and He will grant you the desires of your heart. And yeah, praise God. And I was in my young 20s by then. And, you know, that was a simple revelation. I told him I was a simple man. I just needed a simple answer. It was just a simple revelation. He says, Shannon, you're not taking delight in me. Your joy is not in me. You have not looked back and seen all that I have brought you from. You're looking for the desire of your heart. Then come to me and say, oh, thank you, God, for answering that prayer. No, Shannon, take delight in me. The life I have for you. What I'm preparing you for and the desires of your heart will come. And that moment was personal for me. That scripture was personal for me at that time. But man, it changed my life. And I just felt, I honestly felt the secret, the mystery of the peace of God just fall on me in that moment. I had no idea how to get it. I'd been looking for it. But in that moment, the peace of God fell on my life. And the fear of God just grew in that moment for me. And out of those secret times with God, in secret with him. Only my wife knew that I was going up and down for prayer walks. But he rewarded me. And from that moment, man, life just got better because he corrected me. He he stared me. He humbled me. And he led me, just like he did to Elijah. Every message I preach, God has first preached to me. Every difficult conversation I have to have, I've had that difficult conversation with God first. Every big step I've taken, I've talked about it with God before I've taken it. Every bit of discomfort I've had, I've, I've ranted to Him first and let Him calm me down. Church, the secret prayers and tears of His people will bring a reward like nothing else. As the Lord ministers to you in that moment, in secret, He just wants you. He just wants time with you not just you and your church, not just you and your life group, not just you and your drive to work and the radio. No, He just wants you and nothing else in the secret place. Church, it's time to find the secret place. It's time to go from the service or when you're listening to this message and plan some time with God one on one. Church, my prayer is that we would be men and women that are recognised for spending time with Jesus. Not men and women recognised for being in the church, but men and women recognised for spending time with Jesus. Find the secret place. Would you stand with me across the place and maybe wherever you are, if it's possible, you just stand with me. Could you just position yourself with God? I know it's ironic because we're in a place with with lots of people, but could you just, just stand with God? Just lift your hands. Now, what you may get here is a second layer a word from the lord but it needs to encourage you to go out from here just ask god for a word because he encourages you from level to level until you're with him rest and repentance will save you quietness and trust will strengthen you But we have to desire one thing above all else, Jesus. I'm gonna pray and then we'll release campuses and we'll sing a song and just worship together. But church, find the secret place. Father, we just thank you for this moment. Father, we thank you for this word. Lord, may it just rest in our hearts and may it not go anywhere. But Lord, encourage us to come out to the entrance of the mountain and meet with you, Lord. Father, we pray. Lord, for protection over our desire to be in the secret place. Lord, we just thank you that in that moment, you'll restore us, you'll return to us, you'll give back to us. But Lord, your rewards of what is done in secret with you in secret will just be overflowing onto our lives as we position our hearts and our lives to say, all I want, all I want is you, Jesus. All I want is you, Jesus. This we pray and we believe. In your heavenly name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.